Hi there folks, how's it going? I'm Owen and you are back with the Monument Cycling Podcast Part 2 with Toby Martin. Toby, nice having you back here, how's it going? Yeah, it's good, thank you very much for sort of tuning in and still listening to what I have to say. It's very flattering. <laughs> very flattering, <laughs> nice. There were some pretty always, interesting things. Yeah, I mean I always thought that, you know, the idea that anybody would be interested in listening to what I have to say is uh, one of the most flattering things. So if you're listening to this, thank you very much and I hope we're not boring you too much. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, we mentioned like <laughs> some really interesting things earlier and the bike is best campaign is, well, in fact, I'm going to leave it to you to describe this, like a brief summary. Give me, give me like the USP and the 15 second pitch of what bike is best is about. Okay. So bike is best is, as I touched on earlier, the first joint industry effort in 50 years for the cycling industry to promote cycling in the wake of COVID-19. So some quite scary statistics have emerged off the back of um, the whole pandemic. And in Wuhan, car usage has doubled off the the back of COVID-19. People don't want to get trains. They don't want to travel on public transport. They want to stay apart from one another and understandably so. And so our road network as the rest of the world's is it's just not designed for twice the amount of car usage we have already so the bike is best campaign is championing bikes as an alternative means of transport or active travel in general as an alternative means of transport um in the uk one of the really interesting statistics we've been working with two-thirds of journeys are under five miles and a, a quarter of them are under one mile so a quarter wow. of journeys are under one mile and there's still a massive percentage of car usage within that quarter of journeys so I mean, that's walkable it is a, a mile is walkable five miles is rideable for almost anybody that could ride a bike so the bike is best campaign is really a championing just for people to question i need to go to the shops i could drive it but can i walk it or you know i need to go and see such and such could i ride it yeah you know, just just getting people outdoors. We are going to have to change the way we we travel and the way we live and and things like this. And the bike fundamentally is you know one of the inventions that allowed us to stop breeding within our village and then move to the next <laughs> village and you know move to a city and it ultimately just overnight expanded the human race exponentially. It's an incredible invention. It's it you know it helped women to. Um escape like the confines of oppression in a way is it's incredible the history of of, like what the bike has achieved so hopefully going forward can can help like another landmark uh, achievement we like to think so and so the bike is best campaign um it will be launching on the 10th of june and it will be online in your social media feeds you might see it on billboards throughout london and throughout the rest of the country um promoting the idea that bike is the best solution to a lot of problems we are going to face yeah yeah and i mean you mentioned this is going to go up on billboards it's going to be hopefully everywhere uh i mean the government are are reportedly going ham on cycling right now you know they're really really pushing for it is that something that you're looking forward to seeing your work out there for everybody as part of like a national drive i mean it's yeah it's so rewarding seeing you know, anything you shoot in terms of video or photo, getting out there and picking up mass traction. But with this project in particular, I'm, I'm more motivated by the message. And so, you know, this started, this whole project kicked off about 
three to four weeks ago in the middle of lockdown um, and production actually started back then. So I was in my flat green screening things, compositing multiple different people to make it look like I'm on a packed tube train when I'm actually <laughs> just standing in my front room. Um, you know, and it, and it's kind of snowballed from there. So we've had different people um, partaking and cycling in it and, and helping us out. And the whole campaign is going to be supported by these kind of weird out of reality graphics that will hopefully grab people's attention. But for this campaign, the most important thing without doubt is, is the message. And um, we're really lucky in the fact that we've had, you know, successful people on board. The campaign is being spearheaded by the fantastic Adam Tranter of Fusion Media, um, who are without a doubt one of the best PR companies in cycling. Shout out to Fusion Media. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, Adam's done a brilliant job in, in organizing this and, you know, I'd be lying if I said I have anything more than 10% to do with this biker's best campaign. This is absolutely his baby and he is killing it. So, um, so thank you, Adam. And yeah, thank yeah, you very much. It's, um, hopefully it can only lead to bigger and better things for us all. Yeah. Are we going to be seeing you in it? I mean, you mentioned green screening and lockdown. You're limited by like, the resources at your, uh, at your hands. Yeah. So when I said this project snowballed, I really mean it snowballed. So, <laughs> Um, the first plan was to to shoot it entirely within lockdown, um, and that meant you know I had to shoot the film and star in the film, um, and do all the editing and sound work and, and just everything. That? That's crazy. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's a can of worms. <laughs> um, but then as lockdown restrictions have been eased a little bit, and we've started to just wonder whether we can expand it a bit, it has snowboard. So the first half of the film is is very much me, 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 me um but hopefully not too much me hopefully it'll grab people's attention and then the second half of the film features more riding from a more diverse crowd um you know who are far more better looking and more exciting than <laughs> i am so that's yeah. the, the the priority there yeah absolutely we've got a little cameo from ned bolting he's really? in there um yeah so yeah that's it's great. been pretty cool it's received wide wide ranging support and so i think so far we have 40 40 brands on board 35 wow I'm not sure there's a lot of brands on board because I, I um when i first heard about this i mean i my first reaction as somebody who loves cycling and wants to see cycling grow in the country is this is amazing and then my second reaction was man i wonder about those those companies that aren't getting on board with this does it feel a bit weird that uh there are some brands that are putting a huge amount of effort in and they're helping a lot of brands that aren't I think that's what's always held the cycling industry back. It's a small industry, you know, for obvious reasons, and everyone's very protective of their share of it um, because it's so, you know, it's it's kind of on thin ice. It's compared to the automotive industry, which has massive support in terms of government and you know all sorts of financing. Cycling industry just doesn't have that, and so everyone's got to be very protective of their share. Well, it's been an uphill struggle in some respects to convince cycling brands to come on board and it's not just you know bike brands we've got insurance companies we've got um local councils in some respects we've got bike hire companies um component manufacturers clothing manufacturers all different walks of the sort of cycling fraternity have come on board with this and looking at the list of brands that have come on board it's really the biggest and the best and the people who genuinely believe in cycling who have got behind the bikers best campaign yes there will be some 
you, you know, other smaller brands who haven't partaken, they will get some of the glow of this. But that's not the worst thing in this instance. The ultimate goal of the campaign is to get more people on bikes, to get more cycling infrastructure built, um, and just to enable more people to to move about on two wheels. I just double checked, um, talking about you know when you just compared the automotive industry, VW's revenue last year was two hundred and fifty two hundred and fifty two billion for one <laughs> company. The cycling industry worth predicted by twenty twenty five is seventy five billion. I mean, I'm surprised it's 75 billion. So, you know, hopefully we'll reach there off the back of that. But, yeah. you know, that just, it, and you consider the automotive industry, they will often work together um, to lobby the government. So it's, we're, we're very aware that we have to bring our A game. That's our competition immediately in this sense. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to going toe to toe with the big dogs. This is what the, the cycling industry should be aiming for post lockdown is this drive to say, if we work together and like seize this moment, we can raise the bar for everybody right now. Yeah, I hope so. You know, it's it's the zeitgeist. People seem to be coming together a lot more um, off the back of lockdown, and the cycling industry is is definitely something that can benefit from that. Yeah, and you see, um, like we've seen that you've worked with bigger brands in the past and bigger than um, than cycling brands. Do you think there's anything that we can learn from those bigger brands? Like the way, I mean, we just mentioned the, the car industry. One brand uh, on its own is is worth multitudes more than the whole of the cycling industry. Is, is there something that we can learn from those huge brands to to help, you know, as, as organizations, as small businesses within the cycling industry? What can we do? I think one of the really interesting things about bigger brands is, you know, they have bigger budget and that in turn gives them more confidence um, and confident ideas are often the ones that are just so much fun to look at and, and live with and things like that. So um, you might have seen Oatly, the oat milk company recently have, or before lockdown anyway, were just pumping money into their marketing and they're very quirky. They're very fun. If you read their, their cartons, it's a lot of fun. Um, without the confidence behind your brand, doing something like that is just massively, massively intimidating. Um, and it takes, you know, revenue, market share, and again, confidence in your brand to do that. Yeah. What I'd love to see is the cycling industry, you know, taking more risks, getting behind some more creative ideas that hopefully capture the imaginations of people who maybe aren't regular cyclists. Um, but in order to do that, you know, it's a, it's a balancing act. We need to increase budgets for those companies. There needs to be more, um, you know, more market share for them, etc. So, yeah, the thing I'd love to see, uh, and maybe the leaf out of bigger companies' books, that I'd love to see the cycling industry take is just some boldness, getting behind creative ideas. But disclaimer: of course, I'd say that I'm a creative, <laughs> and my job is bringing awesome ideas to life. So. You know, I'm just trying to make my job more fun. <laughs> just everybody um, do things that make things better for me, please. <laughs> yeah, just give me money to make your ideas come to life. Thanks. Well, we're, you know, we're about to prove that you can do that. So it's um, maybe well, not such a bad so, idea. Yeah. 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 I mean, would would you say those people there that don't have um, much to do with cycling right now, do you think there's a single target audience for cycling? Like we we touched on earlier uh, while we weren't recording 
uh, Alec Briggs and Neil Phillips and guys like that who are this like quirky cool vibe um, hitting a, a certain target audience of cycling do you think there's like one side of it that people should be aiming for or is it just way too diverse to to possibly comprehend doing that I think you know that stuff is cool because we are um, you know late 20s white guys who are interested in cycling already and that represents this like really cool side of cycling that's you know hair down foot out flat out skids in the car park that sort of thing and coming from a bmx background that's you know that ticks boxes for me but interestingly with the bikers best campaign for instance um we have eight profiles of people who we are essentially targeting and i think only one of them is a late 20s white guy who's you know really interested in cycling um cycling's disparity in terms of its representation yeah is a massive talking point for the industry especially right now um and it's something that needs to be addressed of course um there are so many different audiences for cycling so many different ways of talking to these audiences of explaining you know why cycling is for them it's not for this person that person you know whatever and i think when you look at the invention of the bicycle to start with it was you know it was this great liberator and it's slowly become this performance machine that's been twisted in terms of trying to make sales and things like this and i think we just need to start viewing it in a way that's you know it's not just this carbon speed weapon (laughs) but something that is a tool for a job yeah and the more we start thinking about that the more we can convince people of all walks of life that you know that that's the way of going about it yeah um interestingly enough so one of the stars of our film uh, an amazing individual called isabel she is a hand cyclist and she is um without a doubt one of the most awesome people i've met she will cycle around london she has a, a electronic um like an e-bike attachment for her wheelchair and she hand cycles around london on the roads and you know just doesn't give a damn basically and what a role model for cycling you know here's someone who they're disabled you know they don't have the the range of motion as everybody else but cycling has been a massive leveler in that effect and just shows that if you want to apply yourself to it and if you want to get behind it cycling's got everything to offer you no matter where you're from now i know you don't race on the road in the same way that that i may have in the past um, but it sounds like the way you're talking about the the audiences that cycling should be reaching out to, should racing teams be reaching out in exactly the same way? You know, not just the diehard fans of road racing or mountain biking or whatever, but the general public as a whole. So racing is a really interesting example, right? Because racing, especially cycling, you know, is so performance oriented. And the people that watch racing, and I, you know, I, I'm an avid watcher of races, <laughs> especially the monuments, strangely, strangely yes. enough. Um, you know, it's some of my favorite races. They're absolutely gutted to have missed, you know, that season this year, but let's hope for Il Lombardia. Yes, true. Um, but, you know, the marketing racing to the masses, I think that's a, that's a long way off yet. You know, understanding the Tour de France for someone like my mum, that's, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but in terms of marketing, racing and getting, you know, getting it in front of more people, um, Orica Green Edge, who, you know, are now Mitchelton Scott. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever they might be this year. I haven't kept up with it. Sorry, Mitchelton Scott. 
quite whoever you might be. Um, when Matt Heyman won Paris Roubaix, the filmer they had with Erica Greenedge at the time, Jonesy, he did such a fantastic job of capturing behind the scenes with that team. Dude, I had a I had a lump in my throat watching that video. Right, the the introduction of those personalities on that team, and I mean they are, you know full of charisma because they're Australian and a mix of cultures and everything, but you know, they love a party as, as much as the next guy. Um, but the, the idea of personality in cycling and especially in professional cycling, you know, you look at someone like Sargon who is massively charismatic on the outside and, uh, and, and people absolutely love him. So I think that's the future of, of racing is, is making it more personable. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's a, a fair point. On on that note, I guess we, we're we're running out of time, uh, and and we're pretty close to the end. But if you had to recommend one or two people on social media, Instagram, whatever, for somebody who wanted to really see a different side of the sport, is there anyone you'd recommend? A different side of the sport. Well, first of all, I've got to recommend um, two of my favourite photographers. If it comes down to cycle races and coverage like that and a sort of unique point of view and amazingly crisp clear finished images it's the grubers so that's um at ashley gruber and at jared gruber um there are a couple that travel with the entire racing circuit all yeah. the year and yeah, they're great. just provide such amazing coverage um i always had an obsession with new york messengers yeah and and that sort of life in the early 2000s i was just completely obsessed with it um and so i have a friend who is in new york by the name of jp bevins and he runs an instagram called no life like this life and that's at no life like this life um and while it's a little bit quieter now i guess it represents cycling in all its most awesome forms so run out of new york but with a bunch of gravel on there as well go check that out go check that out Go check, uh, go check out Toby Martin on Instagram. Go check out Human Creative, and uh, go check out the Bikers Best campaign, which will be dropping soon. It should be amazing. And then when we're done with that, go check out Monument Cycling everywhere else. <laughs> Sign up, subscribe to the Monument Cycling podcast. Toby, thank you so much for for coming and chatting with me. It's been brilliant. Oh, thank you. You know, I can't believe that people want to hear what I've got to say, but. Um... Yeah, if people want to ask me any questions or anything, shoot me an email or send me a message on Instagram and it'll be great to talk with you. Awesome. Thanks, man. No, no problem. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.